Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. All right. Well, Mike Kapler says I'm supposed to start this one. have no clue what to say. Uh, but I'm Joel Brzezinski, and this is the Growing in Grace podcast. Thanks for coming along. As I said, that other guy there is Mike Kapler. Uh, we do this Growing in Grace podcast every single week, several thousand downloads per week. Uh, and so we're thankful that you've downloaded us and and listened and uh, shared it with somebody. You know, or if you haven't, it'd be cool if you would do that. We uh, do this because we love sharing the gospel that makes people free. Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. That's what life in Christ is about. Paul said, stand firm in the freedom for which Christ has set us free. And don't let yourself be allowed to be under a yoke of bondage anymore. And that yoke that he was talking about was the law. And so we're here to help people to be uh, free from the law and free to live uh, their lives in Christ. That's what the law did for the Jewish people. You know, I, I know a lot of times, and I'm not saying this is always wrong, not by any stretch, but a lot of times we, we read verses and sometimes passages or things that Jesus said, or even something from the Psalms, whatever it is within the written word, we sometimes just think it's all being directed directly to us and that we need to figure out a way to make it relevant for our lives today. But many things that Jesus said have really kind of tied into the problem that the Jewish people were having with the burden of that law of commandments, which was ushered in through during the era of Moses. You know, when, when Jesus said, come to me, you who are weary and heavy laden and, and you're tired and you're worn out and you're burdened and come to me and I'll give you rest. And I think specifically, Joel, he, he was talking to people who were burdened by the law of commandments. You know, I think it was mm -hmm. Peter who said that this law of commandments, this was a burden that our fathers were not able to bear. Let's not put it upon the Gentiles when he was making his case before the Jewish council there in the early days of the church. I just think sometimes context is, is so crucial. And just because Jesus wasn't always directly speaking to us or certain passages may not always apply to us in our lives today, not directly. It's there for us, but not always written to us, right? So I think just because that's the case doesn't mean that we can't get something good out of it. I mean, you know, so I, I think Jesus did come to set us free. You know, Joel, I when I was younger, I knew I had been set free. I knew salvation was free. I knew I couldn't earn it, but somehow I still thought, I had to do something to maintain this thing that God had established with me. And I just had the feeling that I had to regularly report to my parole officer. That, that's how I felt in my Christian life until I came to understand more about the gospel of grace. Yeah, it goes along with the thought that I was just having. Well, sort of that, you know, you were talking about how Jesus said, come to him and a person will have rest. And I think that many believers, they come to Christ and they have rest but maybe only about five minutes of rest. And then it's back to labor and heavy burdens <laughs> because they're taught wrong in the church. They're taught that they must keep the law or that they must keep certain aspects of the law. And they live a life like what you were talking about of feeling they need to report to their parole officer and uh, you know check in with him regularly to make sure that 
they're doing okay or or whatever and they bring back aspects of the very thing that they have been set free from and so they don't really get the rest that Christ said to come to him for like i said they might get a little bit of it but then as soon as they do something wrong they put themselves back under the law and guilt and condemnation when Christ came to set us free from that and we were talking last week about 2 Corinthians 3 where Paul wrote about how God has made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. And how some people will interpret that or infer something from that that really isn't there, uh, that Paul is talking about the letter of the law kills, so we shouldn't live our lives under the letter of the law, but we need to live under the Spirit of the law, because the Spirit of the law gives life. But he's not saying that at all. And, and you can trace back just a few verses to see exactly what Paul is talking about in this verse, in this entire passage. Uh, in verse 3, 2 Corinthians 3, 3, Paul says, clearly you are an epistle of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, and he's talking, of course, about the law, but by the Spirit of the living God. He doesn't say, but by the spirit of the law, he's very clearly here talking about the spirit of God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh, that is, of the heart. And so it's the spirit that gives life, the spirit of God that gives life, whereas the letter, he's referring to the law that kills. And so many Christians, again, will come to Christ, they'll be free and yes i'm saved and now i know god and i'm i'm forgiven and i'm i have no more guilt but then doesn't take long in many churches and the ministry of death and the ministry of condemnation which is what paul is writing about here in this passage in second corinthians 3 that's brought back in in one way or another and people are uh, back under the the burdens of guilt and condemnation that they were supposedly set free from yeah, isn't that something? So, I mean, it's right there, the, the Spirit of God, and yet we try to turn it into some made-up, fabricated thing called the Spirit of the Law, when there is no such thing in the Scripture. You know, these some of these catchphrases that we come up with, Christian catchphrases, I'm not saying that they're all necessarily bad. I'm just saying that sometimes they're misleading and technically could, could keep people in bondage. I'm not saying they aren't saved. I'm just saying that sometimes they're they're blinded to a better knowledge of the truth. And so, you know, there's a situation where we have this thing called the spirit of the law based on certain theologians trying to mix up the covenants. You know, Jesus talked about the spirit of truth who would come and that he would abide in us and that he would lead us and guide us into all truth. If you're going to be consistent, you might call it the spirit of the law would lead and guide mm -hmm. us into all truth, right? Mm -hmm. Not the Holy Spirit. <laughs> You see, it's just it's just a lot of double talk going on out there in the world of the Christian religion. And it's unfortunate that sometimes we have substituted religion for God and Christianity for Christ, and people never get to understand the power of who Jesus is, who he is in us, and who we are in him. Now, Paul did talk about another spirit, the spirit of the world. <laughs> Paul said that, you haven't been given the spirit of the world. This is not this, you know, just a little side trail here with what we've been talking about on the spirit of the law, just for comparison purposes. You haven't been given the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is 
from God. There it is, the Holy Spirit again, the Spirit of God. And and why did this happen? So that you may know the things that are freely given to you by God. Because inside the spirit of the world and this fallen world where we abide here today, it's kind of based on working to get. That's just the reality of life in this world. We work in order to receive. So, uh, you know, one minister I heard uh, that I learned from under grace, he kind of said, you know, really, it's, it's kind of money that makes this world go round. And to get money, you, you work to get it. You know, we need it to buy things and live and so forth. But Paul was contrasting that with what we're dealing with here in the, in the world and helping us to recognize, even though that's a reality in the world, you haven't been given the spirit of the world by which all of that is motivated. In contrast, you've been given the Spirit of God who freely gives to us, you know, w- without necessarily expecting anything in return from us. He's He's the giver. Yeah, that's the truth about the New Covenant and about God in general. He is the giver and the spirit of the world, like you were talking about. The world is performance-based. Whether people would say so or not, it would recognize that or not. There are a lot of people who think that they're not really religious, but yet they live <laughs> they live pretty performance-based lives. My former employer, we had performance-based evaluations every year. In order to get a certain amount of a raise, you got to perform a certain way. And that is just the way that the world works. And unfortunately, people tie that into then their lives in Christ uh, because, like you were saying, they mix the covenants. You know, the old covenant was a performance-based covenant. You had to follow that thing or you were cursed. You had to follow the law. And if you broke one, you broke them all and you were cursed. And so there is that mentality that somehow even though they won't preach it exactly the same way that the Old Covenant was taught and was to be understood, they'll mix it into Christian teaching. Paul talks about in this passage that I'm looking at, 2 Corinthians 3. Now, he's, he talks about how Moses had this veil over his face so that the, the children of Israel couldn't look steadily at the end of what was passing away, which, by the way, was the law. But he says their minds, the children of Israel, were blinded. For until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. Now, I'm not saying that in Christianity that we apply this in the same way that Paul is talking about there, because Paul is talking about the children of Israel who are unbelievers. They hear the law taught and a veil remains over their eyes and they cannot see the truths of the new covenant. Now, I'm not saying that Christians are exactly like that, but I think that there's an element of truth in this regarding Christians who come to know Jesus Christ. They are saved. They believe and they've confessed Jesus as Lord and they're saved, but somehow they're blinded. They're not able to see Uh, Because of this mixture that's taught in the church, they're not able to see the clear truth that they've actually been set free from the law. They're not to live by the spirit of the law. Uh, And a lot of these other, like you were mentioning, various catchphrases that we have in church that come um, not from what the Bible says, but just from what people preach. They start teaching these things, and then uh, people start believing them. And it's these things are not even really in the Bible. They're not really New Covenant truths. Now, you might find some Old Covenant truths that are mixed into the New Covenant. Again, it's this mixture that gets taught in the Christian church today that, okay, that's in the Bible, sure, but 
is it new covenant? Is it part of the new covenant? There is a difference between the old covenant and the new covenant. If you've listened to us for any amount of time, we make that case all the time. They're not the same. The new covenant is not the same as the old. It shall not be like the old, God said. They don't compare. They're polar opposites. The reason the first covenant was given was to show people that they can't get right with God through their performance because nobody did it. Nobody lived up to the demands of the law of of the old covenant that God made with the children of Israel. And in the new covenant, then it's not up to us. It's not up to our performance. And so we can't be mixing up elements of this performance-based covenant with this covenant, which all the performance was done by Jesus Christ himself. And our job is to rest in Christ. Well, there's uh, quite a mouthful that we've said this week. We hope that you'll let some of this stuff sink in so that you can be free uh, with the freedom for which Christ has set you free. And part of what helps us to know that we're free is the knowledge, the understanding of our complete forgiveness that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. So during the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about this forgiveness. Do I need God to keep on forgiving me over and over again? Or was it a complete once and for all forgiveness? Like the Bible says, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that once and for all sacrifice that provided the complete forgiveness that we have and a whole lot more. So stay with us during the next few weeks right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.